rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Oh, man. Wrong camera. What's up? What's up? How's everybody doing? Hope everything is playing. Everybody in the chat, you'll let me know in a minute. <laughs> because, yeah, it's been a while. I haven't seen you. I've missed you. Where you been? Where you been? Now, where have I been? I'm sorry I wasn't able to do a weekday show this week. This My schedule got away from me and a lot of things, you know. My back hurt, my feet stank, my breath smelled, you know. I was, uh, my corns were acting up. Just had a lot of scheduling problems. I couldn't, I, I had to get, I mean, seriously, I had to get Ray from the vet. I had a lot of running around to do. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't make it in time. So, and I also have a friend here visiting and, you know, it's just a lot going on. Thank you, Jim, for your super chat right out of the gate. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Haiku. Nice to see you, Winston. You guys are great. And thank you for the feedback that the show is uh, rolling along. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, where do we begin? Let's start. Let me see. Well, first of all, you know what I'm going to say. If you can become a patron, please do at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Keep the show going and growing. And if you can't support the show financially, give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps. And, you know, tell the tell your friends to come and hang out on our Friday evening get-togethers here at the Tarabuster YouTube channel at youtube.com slash c for channel slash Tarabuster. And if you feel, if you're on any other channel and you want to hang out, in the greatest chat room in American history, come on over and hang out with us. You'll meet Haiku. You'll meet Pookie's mama, Irene. You'll meet Jim, Winston, and many other great patriots that you're, you know, you're new friends. All right, we're in this together. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Also, uh, if you, well, I don't know, APS Radio News, I don't know what's happening, but I am, I do appreciate the support from APS Radio News, and thank you, Charlie, for your donations to the uh, care and feeding of little Boudica the kitten. That that helps, uh, and it also, it not just helps, it helps me, I should say, emotionally. It's nice to know that you know, we really are in this together, so, and it matters. Also, I wanted to point this out. Somebody sent me a book. Who sent me this book? I received this book in the mail, and I don't know. I didn't order it myself, but there's no... It's called American Secular, Secularism, and no one took credit for sending it to me and or even a, I didn't even get a warning that it was coming and so if whoever sent it uh, thank you it's interesting and I'd like to uh, read it <laughs> I mean I've read a little I didn't read the whole thing but I just want to say hey that's cool all right Listen, listen, listen. Where do we begin? All right. So I was thinking, you know, this is one of the things why um, 
we I I don't like missing the shows during the week because there's so much going on and it's absolutely ridiculous. And you know, I don't know. I need you guys too because it feels really um you know, I get very I just can't believe that we're sharing the same air with this Republican party and what I don't understand who who votes for these people and you know really the overarching hypothesis of the show and we bring the receipts though it's not just i mean we have the empirical evidence that republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation that is really the the theme of the show and uh, and and well there are other themes like you know Liberals are the real patriots who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society that Republicans can only pretend to love by wearing shirts with stars and eagles on it. But that's not patriotism. That's the performative. Uh, that's that's the show, the display of patriotism. But the an actual patriotism is way over their heads. It's, it's uh, the same. Th- it's really everything is performative. Even um, well, I guess this all this all kind of fits in because their their um, governing is performative. They're they're not actually governing. They're putting on a show for the dupes, and that's really not how you run or you know govern a modern nation. And Republicans, see, they hate government. So you really, the other thing is, uh, I mean, this is just a fact. You know, you can't call yourself a patriot while saying that you hate government. Because the, the founders didn't fight a revolution to what? Stick a giant orange parasite into the catbird seat of power and ensure, and, and ensure that nobody had any power to do anything about the crimes he committed. That, that's not why the founders fought a revolution. I mean, they had just, uh, they lived in a world, uh, thousands of years of uh, intergenerational aristocracy and, uh, and monarchy. So they weren't about to fight a revolution to create a government that simply mimicked what they had just escaped. So... This country is supposed to be the antidote to the very system that the Republicans are are trying to rebuild here. So this is something that, and as you know, I mean, part of the reason to do the show that that you know we do this show is to get that word out there to to reclaim patriotism to real to really. Um, get the word out about uh, what this America thingy is all about, which is really everything that the Republicans stand against. And thank you, Mark C. Mark C. enters the chat room with a super chat right out of the gate. Thank you. Been taking a long break, Mark says, but just have to re-engage with our Buster family. All right. Yes, it's nice to see you. And I was thinking about you. So I hope everything's all right. And Charka Trucker John is in the is in the chat room. Nice to see you, Trucker. 
Trucker John has his own podcast as well, and I hope everybody has subscribed to it, everyone in the chat, because we stick together, we win, remember? That's a, I mean, I know you remember, but all it do, all you got to do is just hit the subscribe. Put your, put your link in the chat there, Trucker John. And I, I wish I had your job, really, Trucker John. That's a great job, you know. Just riding a truck, doing a podcast in a truck. That seems, that seems kind of like a dream. So, anyway. Maybe one day I'll, uh, I'll do that. <laughs> when I, I don't know, when I grow up. Um, so, and thank you, Kathy, for joining us in the chat. And I don't want to miss anybody. So, all right. More people will be joining, I'm sure. I'm sure. So... Where was I? Yes, Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. And one of the reasons why it sucks missing the, the show this week, during the week, which is really, I have to, you know, you guys know, it's uh, we have our regular Friday show. So the weekday shows are, you know, they're kind of, uh, you know, they are more loosey-goosey. So, but um, you might have seen this already. Here's the headline. This is where we live. Okay, the headline is... Oh, and I see JD. Thank you, JD, our friend from across the pond. And thank you, JD, for your for your PayPal donation. It's uh, I see you, and thank you very much. It means a lot. It really does, especially because I mean, you're looking, you're you're looking at us. You don't have to live in this shit. Jesus Christ. Um. All right, so here's the headline. He kicks me in the balls. <laughs> a fight at a Michigan GOP meeting turns physical. Well, what, what do I always say? Republicans are unfit. This is who they are. And here's yet another example. They are unfit. You don't see, I mean, we could say everything about the Democratic Party, and we do, when, when we critique the Democratic Party. It's, you know, we're, we're critiquing the money and politics, corruption, you know, take that, that kind of shit, which is uh, really, that's the problem with this government. The, the problem is money and politics. It is the root of all of this evil because get rid of money and politics and you would never see the likes of Matt Getz or, uh, you know, perjury trader green or any of them. Or Trump, especially. Hold on, we'll be right back. So, but this is not, um, you know, this is really par for the course with Republicans. Hold on, I have a, see, it's asking me for my subscription or to sign in. I, I have a fucking, I hate when, I don't understand. Why am I getting logged out of all my, um, publications and that's another reason just just to say you know thank you for your support because you know i got to subscribe to these fucking publications and keep up with everything what the hell is going on yes he kicks me in the balls why can't i log in but okay we'll find another one then he Let's see. Kicked in the balls. Let's see what comes up. Who's calling me? 
kicked in. It's probably a prank. You know, you realize, guys, that I, I've played them on the show before. Someone out there, uh, it is, it's a it's a compliment, but they have, uh, I guess, put me on a list for prank bots. Kicked in the balls. Mm. Kicked in the balls. GOP, Michigan. Yes, he kicked me in the balls. So, Saturday... The Saturday meeting of the Michigan GOP State Committee reportedly resulted in one person being sent to the emergency room. See, this is a prank, I bet you. Because, let's see what it is. No. Hello? Mm-hmm, see? It was. It hung up. I was going to play it, but it was like, Hello, amigo. I, like, I would like to order a... Like, fuck off. If you're going to... If that's what you do, you know, if that's... You waste your time, like, putting me on a prank list. All, all it does is validate that, you know, you're a loser and I... uh you know, I'm triggering you somehow. It's very... It, it, I don't know how that one got through, but usually I... Um, because I'm on the... What is it? Uh, Robo Killer or whatever. So... Uh, and 99.9% uh, .9 of them just go to nothing. I know I never received them, but for some reason that one got through. So, But think about that. They Some of these fuckers, you know, this is, I guess they... The only thing that really concerns me is that how did they get my phone number, you know, which I suppose you can get anybody's um, number nowadays if you paid. But somebody looked somehow got my number and they put me on this fucking list of uh, and during the election, we've played them on the air before that there's. Uh, these pranks and they were all about Trump. They all had some kind of Trump theme to them about how they were going to send me a Trump book and uh, how they, oh, I wonder if I have a couple. It was kind of bizarre, but the other reason is because I don't, I don't know anybody else that was receiving them. So, and uh, I, w I posted about it on Twitter at the time and some um, journalist got in touch with me, but they never really pursued anything about it. I was, I wish that they had. Let's see, prank. I know I was keeping a file of them, but anyway, whatever. Well, I wish they would do something that would get the show some notice. That might help. You know what I mean? Like, cause of, you know, they t take a pot shot at me or something, and yeah, well, of course I would like to survive, but the show would probably take off then. Let me see, pranks? Do I have it under pranks? Anyway, who cares? Whatever. I can't find it. it must be hooked up somewhere. I know I have it, but whatever. I'm not talking about this now. 
So, yeah, he kicks me in the balls. Uh, so, as reported by the Detroit News, Wayne County Republican James Chapman was trying to get into the state party's meeting room at the Doherty, uh, Do- yeah, Doherty, how do you say that? Doherty Hotel, yeah, by jiggling the door handle when Clare County Republican Chair Mark DeYoung opened the door from inside. He kicked me in the balls as soon as I opened the door. Who are these people? These are adults that behave like this. And they're supposed to be representing the people of their community. And they're not, though. We know this. Republicans don't get into government for altruism. They're not in government service. They're in government to... Uh, trigger the libs or to you know really to feather their own nests somehow they're in government for personal for you know their own personal reasons not to serve there and if they're if, if, if maybe they i guess they would they might convince themselves they're serving by uh you know, attacking uh, trans people or whatever it might be, you know, making the rich richer and the working class the more malleable working poor. But, you know, they're not, um, they're not fit. They're simply not fit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. They're not emotionally mature enough. They're not um, stable. Here's... For example, I wish they had the um, the actual ball kicking on uh, video, but they don't. But they have another, I, I came across this other video of the same lot, the same Michigan GOP, uh, and they're having a drunken argument. So here's, here's the Michigan GOP in full effect. So they're at some meeting and there's a guy and he's talking. You'll hear the guy, t- I guess whoever was filming this, I don't know why he was filming it, but I'm glad he did so we can watch it now. But so they're talking about how um, uh, somebody that he knows is, is leans democratic and he said he didn't understand what a white national... Oh, yeah, is that it? A white nationalist is. And then he was like, oh, my God, I'm a white nationalist. Listen to this shit. I have a teacher friend who is... Leans left. Sorry, I have, a, I have a teacher friend who is leans left, and you know he was talking all about the Christian nationalists. Oh yes, Christian nationalists. I know it's a little hard to hear because there's all that background noise. He's like, I have a teacher friend who leans left, and he was talking about Christian nationalists. Oh shit! Through a series of questions, he says, "Oh shit, I'm a Christian nationalist." Bullshit! Bullshit! What what person who leans left? First of all, I mean that's not the point of this video because the point of the video is what I'm going to show you is that these two drunken women having a fight in the background, but the the um. You know, the guy's conversation is just, uh, you know, another segment of how unfit they really are. 
I have a friend who leans left. And he's like, oh shit, I'm a Christian nationalist. Bullshit. Bullshit. Hold on. Right, haiku on the chat says, Christian nationalists? You mean like Nazis? Exactly. Oh yeah, shit. I have a friend who leans left. What friend? Who leans left. If that if that's the case, then there's they're morons. Oh shit. I'm a Christian nationalist. I guess his um his I his point of view, whatever he's trying to say is that we just don't understand what a Christian nationalist really is. We uh, I guess the whole um you know, western uh, uh, civilization on the brink of collapse and uh, and world war because of Christian nationalism in the prior century. Yeah, you know, we just don't understand what we're talking about. You know, we don't have enough information. So you know, through a series of questions, we he found out that he was a Christian national bullshit, but absolute bullshit. So, but, but beyond that, he's, the guy is defending Christian nationalism as if this is a good thing. This is what's so sickening about the Republicans. So now there really are, I, I have said it for years, you know it, that in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism, but he, they're not even hiding it anymore. It's right out in the open. And they're it's they're not even hiding it as in, in with a in, an iota of shame, as if you know it's like when they talk to David Duke, they're always they always ask, oh David Duke, he's like, and he insists that he's not a racist, you know, oh, I'm not a racist at all. They think that you know, he's just being a realist, right? That's what they think, and the. Uh, you know, to just be so open about your fascism is, uh, is honestly, I, this is why we're living in such a dangerous time. Yes. Mark on the chat says the Nazis have become mainstream. Exactly. And they're, it's, it's, uh, it's bizarro world. The, who did I hear? One of the Democrats, I heard, uh, I can't remember who it was, um, but he was, you know, one of the Democratic representatives was, he, the way he put it was so on point. He said that the Republican, the right wing likes to ape the legitimate world. And, and meaning that they like to take uh it's hard to explain uh, um you know to take the um liberal like like everything that they that we talk about on the show for to say i don't know i know i'm not putting it in i'm not i'm not doing it any justice but meaning that they take uh legitimate uh democratic principles and governance and they it, they turn it on its head and that's why it's we're living in the a time of of craziness for example 
it's like what Putin's doing in Ukraine, saying that he's he invaded Ukraine because there's Nazis there, when there's nothing more Nazi than attacking a democratic nation, and and I've had um, because I have some U- I have a Ukraine flag on my Twitter handle, and I've had some right wingers. Now they're all being a, being anti-Ukraine is a right wing uh, virtue signal now because they say there's nazis there you see see the nazis are saying there are nazis in ukraine and that's why they must that's why the authoritarian dictator um, vladimir putin who they admire so much needs to usurp the democratic system there you see it's it's bizarro world but they and the, there is a um, segment of the Ukrainian society that apparently, you know, there's well, first of all, there are a lot of fakes going around online of um, where these right wingers, because this is what they do, they make shit up all the time. They 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 um, put nazi insignias on on photos of of ukrainian soldiers but some is uh, of the uh, reporting that i read there are yeah there is a brigade that is uh extremely right wing and it's been a problem in uh in ukraine but the fact is let it's, that doesn't mean the entire Ukrainian government government or people are Nazis, especially I mean Zelensky, who was Jewish, right? But anyway, the uh, they but the, you could say that about this country that we have an extreme that we have Nazis here. I mean, we have freaking Nazis in the House of Representatives. We have people who don't will, will not denounce nazis in the house of representatives we have a, a an orange parasite who received fewer votes two times the you know the traitor the the uh, the grifter who uh is who who says that nazis are very fine people so you know um it's kind of infuriating to for for right wingers. Well, whatever. What do you expect from them to try to be like, oh, you you like Nazis when they're the they are Nazis who defend Nazis, and it's sickening, really. So that's what I mean. It's like, it is so it's bizarro world. So they ape the legitimate world by pretending to be pro-democratic but they're but they're destroying everything that democracy you know is that's what they're doing to put a somebody who is an open authoritarian who worships other authoritarians who are successful and he's like, oh, Ukraine's the uh, simple, simple b- deal. We've made that deal in a minute. You know what the deal would be? Give Putin everything he wants. You know, oh, he would never have invaded Ukraine if I was president. Well, that's because you would have given him Ukraine. You wouldn't have lifted a finger. You would have tweeted out ha- your support. 
Oh, God. Anyway, this is not what I was talking about. But anyway, let's get back to um, the Michigan, uh, the unfit Michigan Republicans. But this is, see, it's not um, an isolated incident. That's the thing. This is the Republican Party right here. Bunch of people uh, who are, I mean, you don't see this happening in the Democratic Party meetings. They're not a bunch of drunks you know, getting, getting in each other's faces while the, uh, the recording picks up random conversations defending Nazis, right? I mean, it's, where the fuck do we live? Damn, what am I supposed to do with that? You know, it's just interesting because they hear these things and they don't think they Yes, do you hear what he just said? Just to finish up the Nazi conversation, the, the guy was like, yeah, it's just interesting when uh, you you get right down to it, you, they, they hear these things and they just don't know what it is or what did he say exactly? Let me, let me roll it back. It's interesting. They hear these things and they don't think it through. Yeah, we've never thought through that whole white Christian nationalist thing. We've never had enough time or perspective or we've there there there's not enough blood and and corpses to uh think through that white nationalist that Christian nationalist thing going on is there is there a boudica behind me booty's playing with her toy all right how many lashes that out see you can hear it in their voices there oh the republicans are cat fighting <laughs> is that what you're talking about i thought you meant the uh the cats were cat fighting haiku <laughs> So you hear it in their voices. They're drunk. Okay? These women. Yeah, but do you don't this is how you behave. You know, you're kind of at a work gathering. I don't care if it's supposed to be casual. You if you don't you know, if you know how to behave, if you know if you know how to compose yourself, you don't get drunk. Um, when you're representing you're supposed to be representing the Republican Party. Right, but so you get drunk and you uh, and you attack each other. By the power invested in me. Is that what you said? By the power invested. By the power invested in me. Let's talk about Macomb County. You see what's going on? So these two women are about to come to uh, fisticuffs, and she's like slurring. By the power invested in me? Is that what you said? By the, so be, we didn't hear the other woman say, you know, I, obviously she said, by the power invested in me, she's going to do something illegal. <laughs> All right, hold on. All right, we're back. So some guy sees them getting a little uh, heated, I suppose, and he goes over and he... It's uh, very cynically, of course, because he mean he doesn't mean this. He says, "Let's talk about Macron County, whatever county they're in." Because the reason he says that is that is because they're not talking about 
Macron County. Macomb County and all. Macomb? I, I don't know. Let's talk about Macomb County and all. Macomb. Let's go talk about Macomb County because that's what you should be talking about. You hear how he says it, though? Let's talk about Macomb County. Like, yeah, wink, wink, nut. Right. We're not going to talk about Macomb County. I'm just trying to break you two bitches up before you come to blows. You're all going to jail. You're all going to go down. And they laugh. They're, they're, they're probably talking about this trying to overthrow the election. You're all going to jail. And then they laugh. Why, first of all, why aren't these Republicans in jail? Really? Like, what the hell is taking so long? Fuck out of here. <laughs> so, she's, get the fuck out of here. This is your Republican Party. It's a clown show. Look at this. These are grown people. She knocks the cigarette out of the woman's hand. I'm just describing it for. Well, it's hard to hear, I guess, a little bit. But for those who are listening audio only. So the woman, these two women are in each other's faces. She says, get your cigarette out of my face. Slaps the cigarette down. It gets better. <laughs> the woman pushes her in the face. Now we got a problem. She is fucking... Now we got a problem. Damn, why would you cut it off there? So, uh, I guess they got rid of the woman there. You know, you gotta leave because she pushed the other woman's face. But, you know, whatever. This is your Republican Party. And uh, Haiku says, that's not Marjorie Taylor Greene? It could be. It could be. This is who they are. Unfit. Absolutely disgustingly unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. And frankly, I'm sick of it. Uh, that uh, That the corporate media reports on the Republican Party as if, I mean, today's Republican Party. There might have been a time when they knew how to behave themselves. Probably not. But whatever uh, this this iteration of the Republican Party is, they don't, they, they're not attracting the the best people, right? Remember when Trump says, uh, you know, they're, they're not attracting you. They're not sending you. They're, no, they're not attracting the top of the the cream of the crop here in order to identify as a republican and i i I, you guys know this you there's something wrong with you there has to be something wrong with you either you are greedy you're a racist right it has to be there's something there there's something Failing. There's a moral, spiritual failing 
happening. Or some, I mean, maybe you're just weak-willed, and everybody you know is a Republican, and you don't want to be left out. You know, because people, that's the way people are. You know, they're, people are followers, especially right-wingers. Everything about right-wingers is conformity, hierarchy, who's who's at the top, you know, who did God make? Uh, the you know, naturally the leader, and that's usually straight-acting white men who are rich, of course, right? But there's something fundamentally wrong with uh, with Republicans because I mean, look at them; those are the leaders, though, you know, and they're not leading um, the cream of the crop. Because who the hell, like, if you are the cream of the crop? Would you, who you would vote for those people? You, I would have. I honestly, I would have. Uh, you know, you you would you would think you would have more self esteem. Like how much do you have to hate yourself to vote for people like that? To put those people in office, really? How much do you have to hate your community to send those those people who they so disrespect the position that they've been given but the trust that they've been given from the com community that they behave like that what you know when i was in the national guard we were told all the time if you're in uniform you are the ambassadors of the nation right i mean it makes sense so you don't you don't put on your uniform and you do, and if you're out if you don't get drunk in your uniform, you don't act like an asshole in your uniform. You act like you, you know, respectful. You are representing the country. So when you're in the position of trust from the community, you don't, you know, you would think if you had any respect for that position and the government that the founders for the revolution to create and entrust to us. If you had a, if you had a, an, a, mod, a modicum of respect for the nation, you know, the, you know, if you had that patriotism we hear so much about when you're trying to deny uh, kids a hot lunch program, then you wouldn't behave like that. You, you know, I mean, especially in today's, world everybody has a phone everybody has a camera so you're gonna get drunk and push people in the face and slap cigarettes out of people's hand and say and a power vessel to me and little it's ridiculous what do you mean we needed to, what are we talking about the oh yes where's the world's smallest violin Yes, we needed to play something sympathetic towards the Repugs. It's just they're not fit. And and in keeping with that theme, I'm sure you saw the um, the clip of this representative crane on the House floor calling uh, using language that. I don't know. I thought we left in the dustbin of history. 
His amendment would block the Defense Department from considering race, gender, and religion as the sole basis for recruitment, training, education, promotion, or retention. So you, you see what they're doing. This is what I'm, what the, um, what we were discussing, or uh, what I was trying to discuss earlier about aping the legitimate world. He wants to. This this representative Crane was discussing an amendment where, and this is the Republican latest, where they do where where they pretend that their racist policies are not racist, that they're just completely colorblind. They have no, uh, you know, so they everybody's equal, you know, so. They don't want any diversity and inclusion. They don't want anything to be considered that it has anything to do with pointing out the color of anybody's pigment. Do not even reference, uh, you know, race, because then you're racist. Do not, don't talk about it. And that's what the Republicans are doing. So... Now, but it's all under the guise of they're 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 not racist. You see, this is how not racist they are. They're so not racist that they're forcing everybody else to be not racist, totally not racist like them. So the the way they show how totally not racist they are is that they ignore anything. Ha, they they ignore the conversation. They block the conversation about race that we need in this country, which is you know it's patriotic. If they were actual patriots, they would have uh, they would understand that we need that discussion. But they are you know they don't want to have that discussion because that might mean that we would be a more perfect union that we we would be a more, uh, you know, effective and successful multiracial liberal democracy, and that's something they can't stand. Hold on. All right, so here, let's uh, continue. This is Representative Crane acting, uh, putting his totally not racist amendment on the on the floor, discussing it. Recruitment, training, education, promotion, or retention. We're going to play part of what he said, the immediate and the immediate rebuke from Congresswoman Joyce Beatty. We're going to play his comments only once, and we want to let you know you may find them offensive. You may. <laughs> My amendment has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black Incredible. people or anybody can serve. Or anybody. Okay? Wow. It has nothing to do with color, Mr. Speaker. Your skin, your, any of that stuff. What we, want to, what we want to preserve and maintain is the fact that our military does not become a social experiment. We want the best of the best. We want to have standards that guide who, who's in what unit, what they do. And I'm going to tell you guys right, right now, the Russian the Chinese, the Iranians, the North Koreans, they are not they are not doing this because they want the strongest military possible. I hope my colleagues on the other 
side can understand what we're doing. Thank you so much. Mr. Speaker, to be recognized to have the words colored gen- people. For what purposes generally seek recognition? I'd like to be recognized to have the words colored people stricken uh, from the record. I find it offensive and very inappropriate. What is that? Is a gentlelady asking for unanimous consent to take down the words? I am asking for unanimous consent to take down the words of referring to me or any of my colleagues as colored people. For what person is the gentleman from Arizona? Can I amend my comments to people of color? The gentleman wishes to amend his comments. Is a gentleman asking consent? Mr. Speaker, to have the word stricken. I didn't ask for an amendment. Is there unanimous consent to have the have the word stricken? Yes. Without objection, so ordered. Ali, we should know the congressman said he misspoke. He misspoke because that's how he speaks in everyday life. You don't misspeak like that unless you're a racist. He misspeaks because this is his vernacular. And if that's not a, um, a prime example why we need diversity and inclusion, education and training, then I don't know what is. He just, he just, he's just proved it. But, you know, the fact that they're going after the military, we have the mo- most diverse military in the world because we have an all-volunteer military and we are a, a uh, nation of immigrants. We are a diverse country, whether Republicans like it or not. But they, um, and when, when I, when, let me tell you, when I was in the military, one of the things that I remember being impressed by was just how, I mean, I know that we had a long way to go in the military, but it was just, but just how, proactive they were with um with diversity and inclusion they're just the training itself to the you know the average grunts let's say who are coming from i mean i gotta tell you when i was in the military i never met so many stupid people in my life i i mean i hate to say it but that's the truth because these are people like coming from all over the country and they're and the 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 sad part is that most, you know, there are, uh, well, as we know, most, um, not most, I don't know. There are a large swath of uh, people who sign up for our volunteer forces because they have nothing else. That's the only thing they can do. They're not that swift, you know? And it's sad in a way. And it also is, uh, it reminds me of um, Thomas Jefferson writing, um, uh, saying that our, our men are so happy at home that they won't sell, uh, they won't, uh, hire themselves out for a shilling to be shot at or something like that. I, I'm, uh, paraphrasing. And, uh, so we have no, we have no standing army, he wrote, because we have no paupers to furnish, uh, to furnish, you know, to furnish them or something like that. And, uh, yeah, and that's pretty sad, but we have, we, now we do have plenty of paupers who 
join the military for, for a variety of reasons. And it's not, you know, mom and apple pie. They need the money. They need the bonus. They need the, um, you know, the health care, which is, you know, that's how disgusting it is because we don't have a, uh, we don't have a universal health care. And there are people, I remember reading an article too about a man who, uh, this was before Obamacare, and he he um, had to sign up to join the military and leave his wife because his leave his wife behind. His wife was battling cancer, but they didn't have health insurance, so he joined the military so his wife could get medical care, which is so disgusting. And frankly, it's not freedom. You know, you're not free if you have no choice but to hire yourself out to be shot at for a uh, for health insurance right so um yeah anyway so there were a lot of dumbasses just like yeah anywhere there's a lot of dumbasses in the country but in, in, in a lot of dumbasses in the world so but the there were many uh trainings about and they wouldn't tolerate being a they would they just would not tolerate open racism and but this for the republicans this is weakness you know just like the um what's his name ted cruz tweeting out how how uh, impressed he was with putin's propaganda about the the russian military you know this uh, hyper masculine uh, disney movie it looked like some kind of advent uh you know a clip from the avengers but the reality when you juxtapose the the you know the slick ad next to the reality of russian soldiers crying right after they were captured from by the ukrainians and there's and the ukrainians are like what are you doing here and the Russian soldiers on the phone to his mother crying. You know, that's the reality. So the, but the Republicans are, are, are easily led. It's like Trump. Uh, he, he was the same way. You know, you had to look the part. You had to, uh, you know, you fit the suit somehow. You, it doesn't matter if you're actually qualified. You, you uh, put off this, this, uh, you know, this outward appearance, and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if you actually are qualified. But, you know, the thing is, the Republicans, uh, it's really kind of disgusting, and I'm sick of it, where these freaks who are, you know, these these right-wingers are, um, you know, they're supposed to be so pro-military. This is what we've been hearing for years, but the fact is they're not pro-military. They're pro military they're, well they're pro fascism they're pro police state they're pro uh, a militarism they're not pro military when it comes to the the i mean because the, in my opinion you know it's just my opinion i'm sure you share it too th that the diversity of the armed forces and just the diversity of the nation itself is what makes America great. That's, you know, all the good things about America, all the things that I appreciate about this country are, are considered weak to right-wingers. They don't see 
our diversity as our strength. And it was so, really disgusting on July 4th for them to, I, I saw a few of these freaks like tweeting out pictures of, um, they, oh, actually it wasn't just July 4th. On July 4th, they were uh, saying something about like happy insurrection day because, you know, now they're, they're pro, yet, yet again, they're pro overthrowing the country, right? And uh, <clears throat> that the founders fought a revolution to create and entrust to us, you know, the one that they wear all the stars and the eagles about, that, but they want to overthrow that country. But um, it was during Gay Pride Month when some of the uh, some service members tweeted out pictures of themselves with gay flags, you know, and uh, they were they that really triggered the the right wingers, and they were like, "Oh, no wonder recruitment is down." But of course, you know, Republicans they they don't, you know, recruitment's not down because we have a woke military. This is what they do. It's sort of like the flying spaghetti monster. Remember remember the flying spaghetti monster? Let me see. Flying. It was kind of a, it was a made up, well, not really. If There were some people that are actually worshiping the flying spaghetti monster. You know, spaghetti monster. Hold on a second. Be right back. Come on back. Hang out with us. Unapologetic liberal talk. Look, there's booty. So the flying spaghetti monster is a deity of the church of the flying spaghetti monster. So it was created to kind of, uh, you know, as a as sort of. Um, political theater, really, to push back on the uh, Christo-fascists trying to inject their their religion into our secular government. But um, in according to the Flying Spaghetti Monster canon, the the uh, what was it? something about pirates? Yes, so pirates are revered as the original Pastafarians. The flying, mon- the flying Spaghetti Monster community congregates um, to share ideas and sightings of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Wait, fly- pirates. So here we go. So according to the Pastafarian beliefs, pirates are absolute divine beings and the original Pastafarians. Furthermore, Pastafarians believe that the concept of pirates uh, as thieves and outcasts is misinformation. But they... It's connected to global warming. So according to the, um, and this is another political performance art to highlight the stupidity of right-wingers who connect anything they want to connect, you know, so they're saying that the, the, the shrinking numbers of pirates since the 1800s are are directly correlated to the, to the the warming planet so the less pirates the more uh global warming and so the same thing with republicans when it comes to the military they're saying oh the military is woke now all of a sudden the because the military is the the, the military provides uh, gender affirming care to trans soldiers 
and the military uh, is openly recruiting LGBT um, people to join, and uh, which triggers right wingers, and that was what Ted Cruz was very upset about because the commercial that he he compared the the Russian um, you know bullshit commercial about the propaganda of uh, Russian soldiers as supermen compared to the American military who uh, a young soldier signed up she had two moms or whatever who cares right that was very upsetting to Republicans and they're saying this is why we have a recruitment problem but it's you know that's not that's not why the we have um, you know that the military is struggling to recruit it's because the economy in the country people are we have a we have the lowest unemployment rate in how many years and that's why because people have options so as thomas jefferson said they're not hiring themselves out to be shot at so there's options and uh, that's why but republicans would rather i don't know be, you know, because really they they suck and they destroy everything they touch. So why would they be uh, honest and forthcoming and and really want to have an an actual uh, legitimate conversation about the the issues that we face? The everything is an opportunity to manipulate and uh, you know, well, just assert their agenda so which is disgusting and tiring isn't it tiring don't you really want i mean if there if there are conservatives fine whatever but wouldn't you i mean just have i mean what it wouldn't it be um a relief to just simply try to get along or compromise or you know to govern with sincere conservatives who simply you know also want to have a uh, a government and demo- a functioning democracy that works for for more than just the 1%, right? Wouldn't that be isn't that what I mean, my god, I I it sounds so uh outrageous because I I've never seen it in my lifetime and I I don't think I ever will at this point. The the only real solution frankly is to send these unfit right-wingers into history's trash pile right right so uh haiku on the chat says three two one republicans will soon blame the left for not telling them how serious climate change would be exactly as uh the the earth continues to warm we'll get to that in a minute but so as far as this person is concerned this uh this crane character saying he misspoke how do you misspeak you know if you live in this century and you have a clue you know you don't misspeak you, you don't misspeak like that he spoke like that because he speaks like that that's it. And he's, uh, th- he's the poster child of 
uh, saying is that proves we need diversity and inclusion. I mean, what's so wrong about that? I, I, I don't understand why you would get so triggered about learning about other people. You know, learn, taking a minute to maybe see the world through somebody else's eyes. That's kind of interesting to me. I would be, you know, I would like to learn that as if, uh, I would, as like I want to learn as much as I can on this big friggin' uh, diverse planet. Wouldn't you want to, I mean, why would you want to limit yourself to only seeing the world through your 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 very narrow slits for eyes right i mean what a small and really sad world you live in i'm only gonna look at the world through i mean well that's the republican birthright isn't it though never change never never ever grow never take in new information that's the Republican way. That's your American birthright. Right? For real. So, you know, um, why... And this is the other thing. They, they say, I've heard this from right-wingers, you know, well, which is what we've hear we, as far as racism in general, when they say the N-word, right? Um, well, uh, they say the N-word on, you know, rap songs and whatnot, so why can't I say it as if them not being able to say it? I mean, you could say it. You could say the N-word, but we certainly have the right to have a reaction to it. You know, that's what Republicans are very triggered by anybody having a reaction. This is what they don't like. They want to be able to be as disgusting as they are without anybody having a feeling about it or a reaction to it. That's what they consider free. And for some reason, they think, you know, of all the words that they can use, they, they just got to have, they got to have that one too. You know, they want to say the N-word and they just don't feel free because why do you need to say it, you know? But so, just, so they say, well, you know, the NAACP is the national, um, you know, they use the term colored people, but... That's because they, they were, well, hold on a second. Here comes the music. Hold on a second. We'll be right back. Unapologetic liberal talk. You know, so why would the, um, you know, colored people be uh, offensive when it's, it's, it's kind of the same thing because the, the NAACP, um, they let's see here's what they say the historical name is widely recognized and respected for its contributions to the civil rights movement this is why they keep it it's because it's their organization was founded in a time before we really uh evolved as far as the language of racism so they keep the name and uh, whatever that's their right but why would the historical, what, why would the term colored people be upsetting to anybody? Well, that's because it's, you know, the term colored people emerged during a time of racial segregation and discrimination. 
and when racial categories were used to justify unequal treatment of non-white individuals and also it's it's dehumanizing as well. That's why, well, why, you know, that's why it became people of color because you put the person first. So the emphasis is on the personhood of the individual rather than the pigment and which is very dehumanizing colored people so yeah i don't know why do we have to explain this anyway right it seems like even as i uh, was talking there i just thought what the hell why why are yeah, why do we have to still explain this and the other thing is who need who cares right like to explain it if somebody says we don't like being called that. What, what skin off your balls is it to say, okay, and call people what they want to be called, right? Because it's so, uh, for some reason, uh, not being able to say, to, to not being able to categorize uh, a group of, of other people and whatever uh, stereotypical and... Um, limited world view and point of view you might have um, that is somehow limiting to your freedom when, I don't know, why don't you just, you know, get a real hobby, you know? Do, do, get, do something that contributes to the world. Why, what do you, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense why it's so upsetting to just call people what they want to be called, you know? But so the guy, here's another thing. So let me, let's, I don't want to, you know, keep going on about it, but. What kind of response is this getting? Well, look, you watch the reaction in real time as this happened yesterday. Beatty getting up there and saying that she didn't want to hear an amendment to this statement. She wanted those words stricken from the congressional record. Crane, of course, obliged to that, saying that he misspoke and then saying there at a later point, he offered to repeat his statement without that slur in it. Nevertheless, we saw the results, which is that those words are no longer in the congressional record. And when asked about this earlier today, just in the last few minutes, the top Democrat, Hakeem Jeffries, said this. Watch. It was an unfortunate statement. His words were taken down, and that was the appropriate thing to happen. Okay. This is what annoyed me, right? So this is why Democrats get on my nerves. And look at how cute Booty is. She's over there. Um, because, okay, could you imagine if the the shoe was on the other foot, if Democrats misspoke somehow? Remember when um, President Obama said, something about clinging to guns and Bibles. And how many years ago was that? And we still never hear the end of it. We still, I, uh, they still bring it up, these filthy fascists. And Hakeem Jeffries, he just, it's just like that um, one of the Democrats who witnessed the argument in the bathroom of perjury trader green and lauren Bantham from the bowling alley bobert 
and said, oh, what happens in the ladies' room stays in the ladies' room. Yeah, there, there go the Democrats, always above the fray, right? It's unfortunate. Let's, let me just play My that amendment again. has nothing to do with whether or not colored people or black people or anybody can serve, okay? It has nothing to do with color, skin, your, any of that stuff. It was an unfortunate statement. His words were taken down, and that was the appropriate thing to happen. That's it. That's all he said about it. It's an unfortunate statement. First of all, um, this is why Democrats don't know how to fight. It was, yeah, right. Uh, on the uh, on the chat haiku, and reminds me, yes, Hillary's deplorables that she apologized for, and which they proved her right. She, they are deplorable. And they all embraced the term deplorable when he, when Hillary Clinton detailed uh, a very descript a very descriptive list of what she meant. She didn't just say, "Oh, they're all deplorable." She said, "They're homophobes. They're Islamophobes. They're racists. They're bigots. They're and that and they are and they are." So, and then she apologized for it, which I don't understand. Why? Why do you apologize for telling the truth? Say, yeah. She, and she didn't call them all deplorable. She said, there is a segment that are, that's the base that will never fall uh, away from this filthy fascist Trump. And they are the, the deplorables. She should have, I mean, you don't apologize for, for saying the truth. But okay, exactly, haiku. Exactly. That's another case in point. But he says, so Hakeem Jeffries goes, it was an unfortunate, um, whatever statement. And the, the words were taken down. That was the appropriate thing to do. Well, why, why wouldn't you, I mean, this is what pissed me off because there goes yet another missed opportunity. Why wouldn't you say, this it was yes it was unfortunate it was um and taking them uh, striking them from the record was the appropriate thing to do but it's yet again another stark and uh stunning example of why we need diversity and inclusion programs in this country right there on the house floor one of uh, the irony of a Republican in the midst of stripping, trying to strip the military of diversity and inclusion programs, says this archaic term, this archaic and offensive term that we all th thought we left in history's trash bin. So um, I don't understand why you would continuously just disarm yourself Democrats, you know, when the Republicans are just, they, they are proving you right again and again and again. It was unfortunate. I mean, this is what gets me insane. Why would, oh, yeah, it was unfortunate, but it proved who they are. And why wouldn't you point that out? And, and most, and more importantly, why wouldn't you use it as the, an example of why we need to continue to uh, evolve and continue to proactively try to make a more perfect union, you know, so we could see each other as human beings, 
and live in this big diverse country without um, being dehumanized by language. You know, language uh, is um, powerful, as we know. Uh, it evolves. Language evolves alongside social attitudes and norms. So to uh, to have a republican use the language of you know you're talking about like the 50s the 60s which is how many years ago dragging us back to the pre-civil rights era and that is not an accident that they're using that terminology it's another stark example how we must never stop fighting you know, there are no true victories, just like there are no true defeats, because you have, it's, what, who, who was that? There was, it was an English MP. Uh, I, oh, I gotta write this down, because I've mentioned this guy before. Um, there are no victories. There are no, I bet you JD knows this. There are, uh, let's see, British MP. Famous quotes, fighting. I don't know, what the hell? Come on, man. It's the same battle. Uh, it's, something, it's a great quote. Same battle again and again. All right, we'll be right back. Yeah, I found it. Tony Benn said, Every generation must fight the same battles again and again. There, it, there's no final victory. There's no final defeat. That's it. That's it. And here we are again. As... We fight the same battles again and again. Just like we thought we, we fought the marriage equality battle. Right? Here we are again. We fought the affirmative action battle. Here we are again. You know, the fact that they're dragging us back. You know, it's not like... They're, they're not learning. It's not like they're improving on society. We've been here before. You see? That's what they're doing. They're taking us back to the Dark Ages. And um, they might disguise their, their uh, assaults on our diverse nation of immigrants as somehow an evolution, but it's a devolution because we've been in the world that they are recreating. We lived in that world. And... We we wanted we wanted out. We we saw that world. It wasn't working for the majority of people. We realized in order to have a, a, a functioning nation of immigrants that works for more than just white rich white men that we needed to have proactive policies 
that that would address our racial disparities and discord. So we tried affirmative action was one of the one of the policies. There's nothing wrong with that. You try to make a difference. You know, you try to make a better, you make a more perfect union. But Republicans, they're saying that we're, um, you know, of course, the, not, you know, not doing anything at all, which is what we were doing. Is, is, is evolution? Yes, uh, as Jim says on the chat, the Enlightenment was a bridge too far. That's it. They hate the Enlightenment. The liberal age of Enlightenment? It's, uh, I mean, I'm not, it's not, I'm not kidding, you know, when I say that they're not, they're rolling back the New Deal, they're rolling back the Progressive Era, they're rolling back the American Revolution right to the Dark Ages. That's, the policies are all there. That's their policies. No taxes on the rich, no government schools, right? They hate public education. Women know their place. Gays in the closet. No social safety net. If you have, uh, if you fall on hard times, you go to the church. Church and state are intertwined. I mean, am I wrong? That's the dark ages. We were there before. And then you have your your orange parasite in the cat bird seat of power, and everybody kisses his ass, and he might ha trickle some, uh, you know, cushy jobs, cushy um, contracts on you if you're loyal enough. I mean, we were here before. It was called the Dark Ages. You Right? I mean, you go to, uh, there's no government schools, no. You go to the field. Children... Um, schools, a thing called childhood, that's, this is a modern invention. Childhood only came along in the 20th century and not even in the early part. Childhood was a notion that we developed through policy. Go to work. Now Republicans are rolling back child labor laws and they're being and and it's not it's not that they're even trying to roll back child labor laws they are succeeding in that so come on <clears throat> give me a break here the republicans are dragging us back to the times we thought we left in history's trash pile and it's it's deliberate you know this is what they're doing, and they're calling it progress. That's progress, but it's regression. We don't need you. Don't need to be Miss Cleo to um, to know the outcome. All right? Play Dave on the chat says, "Give them credit. They're persistent." You're absolutely right. That's why the Democrats drive me insane, because they never seem to play the game you know they don't play hardball with these people who are not kidding around they're not they're not sincere they're not sincerely trying to have a functioning democracy that works for all as we see they hate that kind of system they're trying to make sure that that system if there's a, even a, a sliver if there's 
a, a remnant of that system. That is just too much for them. That That's woke. That's too woke. Having a system that works for, for all, that is woke. That's got to go. And for Hakeem Jeffries, and I, I love him. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love him. I'm in love with him. No, I mean, I don't, whatever. He's, he's a conservative. He's a conservative Democrat. I appreciated his, his speech that he gave the, in comparison, especially to, um, you know, weaker speaker, Kevin McCarthy, where he, he went through the ABCs. I thought that was brilliant and yeah, he's a good speaker, but come on, man. That's unfortunate. Well, I mean, what um, what benefit is it? What does it do to give these these f- fascist freaks, these fascist throwbacks to times we left in history's trash pile? What benefit do we get by giving them a pass like that? And not, I mean, it's another missed opportunity, in my opinion. No, you take it and you say, see, this is why we need diversity and inclusion. We, and, never, and never let up. Every time they talk about it, that there's, they want to strip diversity and inclusion from any, everything and everything uh, they touch, then you bring up uh, Representative Crane. Exactly. You don't you don't give him a pass. You don't say, well, that was an unfortunate thing. I'm glad it was taken down. Let's move on. Haven't we discussed this enough? No. Every single time. I mean, repetition. That's what the Republicans do over and over. I mean, look at the fucking parasite the friggin con man parasite and the stinking stolen election bullshit he's never i mean god he never stops with that shit never stops but they're the oh, they're the democrats oh well it was unfortunate let's give crane a pass no you don't give your enemies a pass when they're exposing themselves when they're showing who they are you double down you remind the american people but we have these built-in forgetters here and it's called the corporate media because yeah it makes a news cycle but then well it'll be followed up by yet another segment on some poll up in the poll down in the polls about um who's gonna vote democratic Who's going to vote Republican? But they, you know, well, in fact, they'll even have some Republicans on, and they'll, and these Republicans won't even say the goddamn name of the Democratic Party correctly, and nobody will correct them. So, and that'll just act the the corporate media mouthpiece will just act like that's normal. So, as the Republicans who aren't normal, okay, they're not normal, as we showed. It's not normal to live in 2023 and be and uh, as a, a grown-ass man in the House of Representatives and say a term that 
you know, went out of fashion. It's not, it's not even, it's, I mean, that's just putting it mildly, went out of fashion um, 40 years ago, that we evolved 40 years ago. I mean, try to keep up, Republicans. I know it's difficult, but... Oh, boy. That's the end of the Progressive Voices part of the show. Thank you for hanging out. If you can, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Keep the show going and growing, the real liberal media. Share the show with your friends. We will win. Give the show a good review on iTunes. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, democracy, humanity. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you soon. All right, we still got our special part of the show got rid of those progressive voices people I'm just kidding now we can really talk thank you guys thank you guys I'm seeing oh my god what Newsmax thank you who's somebody who's talking about me in the chat room Tara's the best commentator better than the Young Turks thank you Jonathan What's your favorite thing about the Tara Buster show? Everything. I don't know. Why don't you... You got to go into the Young Turks chat room and say, if you think you like the Young Turks, you'll love Tara Buster. Anyway. All right. Let's get back to work. Let's see. There's so much to talk. What's the other thing? Um, what did I put in the... In the description, I forget. I th it's because it's always uh, an embarrassment of riches when it comes to Republicans. Yes, Republicans kick each other's in in the balls. Oh yeah, Donald and Melania, the grift that never never stops, which is so disgusting. You know, here's the thing. I'm sure you saw. I'm sure you saw. Let's see. Um, you know, the Republicans, they had Christopher Ray uh, at whatever Congress. You see, it's a show. The performance of um, grilling the FBI about the fact that their, their con man, Dim Fiora, their uh, tax cheating, draft dodging, wannabe dictator con man with the fake university, the vitamin scam, the one who stole classified documents and took them to his meeting with the Saudis about some tacky golf thing, some deal. You know, that's how he, that's how much he loves America, you see. He, he, he would sell this country out for a, a tacky golf deal, right? I mean, a little petty little golf, he, you know, deal with the, with the Saudis, with a bunch of, dictators who lord over the damn literal handmaid's tale who lord a journalist into an embassy and dismembered him alive you know that that's who trump hangs out with but 
He wants to sweeten the pot with America's secrets. He's, and he, he took these secrets to the meeting with the Saudis. Why? Of course, because he is a traitor. And the only thing he, he, uh, he has loyalty to is money, self-serving greed. And it's a grift. The whole thing is a grift. So, uh, one of the things that really gets on my nerves, and I think we were playing it the last time because we had these clips of the the Trump Anzies being interviewed, and they're all a bunch of morons. It's kind of embarrassing that we have to share the same air with these people, but it's okay. I mean, I wish maybe maybe they're not getting enough air or something. That could be it. I wish they would take more of it in that case, but. Um, one of the things I remember one of the Trump Anzies saying was that they, how, how poor, poor put upon Donald Trump is, uh, he, he's so picked upon, um, because he didn't even take a salary, you see, and everybody's picking on him. He's such an, uh, he so loves America that he didn't even take a salary. Well, let's see. Well, how much money? I think Trump came out of the White House um, a quarter of a billion dollars richer. How much richer? Was, even though, I mean, he's a dirtbag. We know. I mean, what? He's just filthy. Filth. I can't even. Ugh. NFT sales, every every little grift was, tr uh, and then oh my God, there's so many little grifts that they talk about Hunter Biden. If you th you would think Hunter Biden is has some kind of position in government when he left the White House. When he left the White House. In disgrace. Yeah. No. <laughs> Excuse me. I was way off. Trump. He uh, left the White House and estimated $600 million richer. Jesus Christ. Wait, let me see. Prior to, let's see, Trump's wealth rebounded after he lost ha roughly half of his net worth during his time in office. Oh, as several organizations stopped doing business with him, Forbes listed him with a net worth of $4.5 billion in 2016. Get out of here. But then his net worth, he, it jumped back up. Well, this is why he's probably so... Um, he's so desperate. You know, as a 78-year-old man, there's how much more money are you going to be able to grift in your whatever useless time you have left on this planet incredible absolutely incredible but they always say how he he left the white house i mean he never well, that's what he said he that he um we should be grateful because he never took a salary which is bullshit of course Trump did he uh, did he don't he said he donated his salary but it's sort of like you know uh, does it really matter if you're grifting all kinds of 
other cushy perks from the job. And that's what they're doing. I mean, this is the whole thing is a grift. That's why they that's why Donald Trump got into politics to begin with. I mean, he was he he jumped from grift to grift to grift his entire wasted uh, waste of human DNA life. Well, excuse me, let me rephrase this. He his entire waste of human DNA useless existence. That's really more accurate. But, you know, from uh, multi-level marketing vitamin scams to any, any other scam that somebody else had done with success, he, you know, he, he hopped on board after the fact because he has no imagination. That's how, you know, he's just a basic bitch. He's, he doesn't have any creativity he he really doesn't have any redeeming qualities could you imagine hanging out with him could you imagine being you know i mean it's got to be the worst thing being his third trophy wife right i guess the only reason you would be somebody's third trophy wife if you're just as much as a grifter as he is Oh, and that's why the it's perfect. It's perfect that the um, McDonald and Melania. I mean, Melania's make he's uh, you know funneling some of that 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 uh, stupid money to into Melania's coffers. Trophy wife number three. Lucrative speaking fees for Donald and Melania Trump revealed in revised personal financial disclosure filing. So this is from CNN, a revised personal financial disclosure filing from the uh, former so-called president was made public on Thursday, offering new details about roughly $1 billion dollars he appears to have earned in his post-presidential life, including lucrative speaking engagements by his third trophy wife, along with specifics about his foreign business ventures. And I'm sure, you know, it's all uh, because he loves America. Trump, who leads polls for the 2024 GOP presidential nomination, who cares? God help us. Please be the nominee. Please. Please. That's what's so funny. They're like, oh, Biden wants to take out his his primary rival. Are you serious? Trump is really the gift. Trump gets people out to the polls. We want him. We want to beat him for the third time. But this time we want to mercilessly smash him into history's trash pile and can keep on smashing legally and peacefully until the entire Republican Party is nothing but the smoldering ashes and, and roaches. So his most lucrative speaking engagement was $2.5 in September from Triller Legends 
Two LLC, a media company that promoted professional fights. Now, you know, Jimmy Carter is out there building Habitat for Humanity. You don't see that happening with right-wingers. You know, Trump is not the only former so-called president that is goes around, you know, trying to make uh, buku bucks for his useless, wasted existence to make, I guess, to make his useless, wasted existence seem somehow not useless and wasted. But there's, I don't think there's ever been a more useless and wasted existence than the entire Trump family, frankly. They haven't, br- they haven't done anything positive. What have they done? They've added, what, a uh, bunch of tacky shoes? That's knockoff shoes in a Chinese sweatshop? Uh, NFT cards of a, of a bloated narcissist pretending he can ride a horse? Oh, worse than that, pretending he's the fucking president. Excuse my language, but yeah. What a, what, what a disgrace. What an absolute disgrace to anybody. I, every time I think about how people died for this country, and then you see that, that disgusting grifter just turning it into yet another host from which to suck profit and discard. Like a lamprey, he has attached himself to this country, just sucking the life out and leaving nothing. It's just disease coming out, coming back. You know, it's like he's sucking as much profit as he can and regurgitating disease into the body politic. His most lucrative speaking engagement, two point five million. Oh yeah, I read that already. Trump earned this a seven figure fee providing commentary for the Triller Fight Club's Evander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort boxing match. Oh, yeah. What dignity. Right? Republicans are always... Remember when um, Clinton got a blowjob in the Oval Office? Who cares? Who cares? You know, he balanced the budget. He left the country a surplus i don't care if he if he cheated on his wife that's between him and his wife at least he was in the oval office working balancing the budget right at least they were trying they were trying to give people health care right they were trying to make this country join the rest of the world and have universal health care as a right of citizenship not a privilege of wealth and the republicans are like what about the children? He got a blowjob. And they remember they wanted to see Clinton's penis. That was something that was uh, all over. Uh, that's how sick they are. They still, they're still at it. They still want to see penises whenever they can of, de- of Democrats. But, yeah. If Hakeem Jeffries would be nah, just nothing to see here, right? Like, it's unfortunate. Ugh, what about the children and all of the things we had to endure? That's the other thing that I can't stand. You know, 
we've talked about this before it's just how the they just continuously waste our time all the time with with shit with with uh, with faux rage about whatever you know the uh the faux rage du jour at the time with the clintons it was you know what about the children the children might know uh, what am i going to tell my child about a blow job meanwhile here they are putting this unfit grifter with a fake university this tax cheating national security risk traitor who um 5 years ago completely embarrassed the united states on the international stage by uh, just sucking on uh well try to put it nicely just his complete obsequiousness to vladimir putin what a joke what a disgrace you know oh what about the children though right we had to hear that all those years we kind of, and and it never stopped after the clintons left the white house it didn't stop we always had every any time any opportunity they had to bring it up. What about the children? What about the children? What am I going to tell my children? What about the children? And then they they put this, this uh, job of the hut, orange parasite in the Oval Office. And they're going to do, they want to do it again. What about the children? What about the children? And meanwhile, you know, they're talking about Clinton's penis. What am I going to tell my children? And the Republicans are, uh, they had, you know, literally at the, at the Republican debate discussing the size of their dicks. What about the children? What about the children? Right? Let's see, debate. Nothing to see. Nothing. No problem there. Remember? He says my hands are small. And what that means, he means that something else is small. And let me assure you, I have no problem. No problem there. That's, that's what Trump said about his penis. Incredible. But we had to hear all about Clinton's penis. And they were very descriptive in the, uh, was was the Star Report? Whatever. Oh, it was, it had a curve or something to it, remember? This is who they are. They're very sick people. They really are. That's, and we've, we've proved it tonight. I mean, so many, uh, we prove it every show, every time we get together. These are the receipts. I'm, I wish I could say, a di- I wish we could talk about cats, you know? I wish they weren't this sick. I really do. Why would I, what, what, do, what do we get out of this? I want a functioning society that works for all. I don't want to have to deal with these clowns, this clown show. I mean, I'm sure you saw, as I was saying, the 
they had this um, hearing, you know, another show, another performance for the dumbasses at Newsmax where they grilled the FBI director. And, I mean, I, I hadn't seen a clown show like this in a long time, except it wasn't funny. Well, I guess clowns aren't that funny. They're terrifying, which is why the Republican clown show is an appropriate theme, because it's like the clowns of your nightmares, right? Let me see. Here's a here's a montage of the Republicans talking uh, or grilling Christopher Ray, the FBI director. The American people fully understand that there is a two-tier justice system that has been weaponized to persecute people based on their political beliefs, and that you have personally been weapon that you have personally worked to weaponize the FBI against conservatives. Well, first off, I would disagree with your characterization of the FBI, and certainly your description of my own approach. Uh, the idea that I'm biased against conservatives uh, seems somewhat insane to me, uh, given my own personal background. Your job is to review what they do. Your job is to protect the American people from a tyrannical FBI storming the home of an American family. I, I could not disagree more with your description of the FBI as tyrannical. You seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not and has no Hold interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's... Incredible. He, and um, what... I wish I... I don't think I grabbed it, though. Because Matt Getz... Here's the thing that really got on my nerves. Matt Getz, before this little exchange, he read a text... Did I get this? Wait... Oh no! See, um, he he read that text that the Republicans are like that are passing around. It's supposed to be this text of Hunter Biden, and he says, "I'm sitting here with the big guy." Wait, Matt gets. And what really pissed me off is they kept playing it on the corporate media, and. They did not bring out, out or even mention the the fact that that text is a complete fabrication. So there goes Matt Getz reading this text that supposedly came from Hunter Biden, but um, Hunter Biden's lawyer sent these clowns, these Republican clowns, proof and evidence that this is a fabricated text and a badly fabricated text at that, easily debunked. So, you know, please stop reading this text and passing it on and reading it on Fox News and reading it into the congressional record and because you're, you know, uh, where we, they're going to sue these people, you know, and I'm, I, think, I think that's a good idea. But um, it doesn't stop the Republicans from continuously repeating this absolute and complete fabrication and then uh, tell, asking Christopher Ray to, um, to comment on it. But uh, is, that's bad enough. And then they don't, the, the corporate media pundits don't even 
point out the fact that this is a fake text. And how hard is it to fake a text? It's not that hard. You know, all you need is Photoshop. Let me see. Text. And this text is so laughably... The, the, whatever they have, you know, the evidence that the Republicans have is such a laughable fabrication that, you know, it's almost beyond belief that the that that anybody on the corporate media well, why would they just let that out there without even um you know pointing it out that it's fake hold on fake hunter fake hunter where's booty there she is and he po i mean it's like here we go here we go the attorney says that Hunter Biden message cited by Republicans is fake. So the attorney for Hunter Biden says screenshots of a text of purported screenshots of a uh, screen snots it should be from Hunter Biden to a potential Chinese business partner where he refers to Joe Biden, a message that has been the in, the subject of intense scrutiny. But this goes along with the rest of the clown show. You know, they have these so-called whistleblowers that are not whistleblowers. They're also a bunch of traitors who did uh, the FBI so-called whistleblowers were just disgruntled traitors who didn't want to do their jobs and were national security threats as the FBI informed the right-wingers, but that didn't stop them from bringing them in front of the, 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 the American public and holding a hearing with these clowns, calling them whistleblowers when they, had, they did not have whistleblower status. Whistleblower, the, 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 the title of whistleblower is a status that you have to obtain you don't you can't just say i'm a whistleblower because you got fired for not doing your job you're not like oh shit i'm a whistleblower now you have to go through a process and then you get protected whistleblower status but they these so-called whistleblowers you know they're not whistleblowers and that's well uh once again right wingers aping the legitimate world in order to undermine the legitimate world, right? The, un the legitimate government, the legitimate system. So Abby Lowell, who was one of Hunter Biden's attorneys, made a statement in a letter to Representative Jason Smith, chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee, which has interviewed whistleblowers, supposedly. The letter was obtained by NBC News, IRS Super... super Supervisory Special Agent Gary Shapley told the committee under oath that as an investigator for the IRS, he obtained messages in the message. Let me see. The uh, Biden appeared to suggest that he was sitting with his father, but Biden family lawyers. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me see. Lowell writes that screenshots of the message include a a photo of Mr. Biden, not from 2017, but from the White House Easter egg roll 
in April of 2022. Because they, it doesn't, you see what I mean? They don't actually need to construct a fake message with any kind of skill. Like They don't really have to do it correctly. It doesn't matter. Republicans are going to eat it up. They're going to eat, eat, eat it up and spit it out. Like the so-called whistleblower that they have who is a traitor. Who's, uh, which is the guy who's uh, the arms dealer. They were so thirsty. You see, they're so thirsty for, um, you know, overthrowing the government that the founders fought a revolution to create and entrust to us that they, anybody who could, could just step up and be like, yo, yo. I got I I got a story to tell you suckers. And these people are going to give them anything they want to, you know, if they, if they fit this narrative for them, right? So, wait, whistleblower uh Chinese. You can't really make this shit up. So the missing whistleblower is an arms trafficker, right? It's a clown show. These people are clowns. So, uh, he's also a Chinese agent now. Funny enough, that's sort of like what Republicans are trying to say um, Joe Biden is, right? China Joe, they call him. Meanwhile, you know, because everything that republicans say is either confession or projection so they're calling joe biden china joe that must mean they are um, you know uh using an agent or they're using a so-called whistleblower who's actually a china a chinese agent and our arms trafficker so but the where is it where the hell is it Yes. Oh, man. Hold on. Something. Man charged with acting as a Chinese agent has really derailed the House Republican big plan. Gal Luft is facing somewhere around 900 years in the slammer for all these charges. But, you know, Republicans, that's the best they got. Doesn't matter. As long as he can help them fix the facts around the policy, the GOP will back him. Now he's uh, indicted, right? Gal Luft, promoted by House Republicans, are possessing, uh, as possessing the evidence of corruption of the Biden family is charged by federal prosecutors with lobbying and sanctions violations and with brokering arms deal with China and Iran. <laughs> You can't really make this shit up, right? It never stopped. The, because, you know, the, it just betrays how thirsty the Republicans are for their, to, to advance their clown show. The show must go on, right? Break a leg, Republicans. That's all it's about. The missing whistleblower is an arms trafficker and Chinese and Iranian agent. So let's see, both the, 
uh, back to the text, both the photo from, so both include a photo of Mr. Biden, not from 2017, but from the White House Easter egg roll in 2022, long after the purported message was sent. Both images portray the message in a blue bubble. When the WhatsApp messages are in green, you see like all of these little details that are supposed to be this this bombshell message that they got them dead to rights is a fabrication, but a bad fabrication. But it doesn't matter. Republicans are still using the Chinese agent and arms dealer as their whistleblower because they have no integrity. It's all about fixing the facts around the policy, and they don't have anybody else, so they'll just continue to lie about it. They'll continue to poison the minds of the people stupid enough to vote for them. And here we are. We'll continue to shake our heads and have to fight these people. I wish... Hakeem Jeffries was listening. So, both images portray a mess in the message in the blue bottle. But I mean, blue bottle, blue bubble. When the WhatsApp messages are in green, one image is superimposed. Uh, the ch- the Chinese flag is superimposed for the content ID, which uh, when surely that is not how a text or contact is kept. So, you know, because they need to um, hammer home for the dumbasses that this fake um, Hunter Biden text was in con- supposedly in conversation corruptly with somebody from the Chinese government. So that's how, you know, what, what do you do? Just put a Chinese flag. You don't even have to think about it because there's no real person there. It's just some rando Chinese person. And that's, as we know, every, every rando Chinese fake person that the fake uh, president's fake son in a fake WhatsApp message is conversing with would have a Chinese flag as their avatar. Because you know it's uh, you gotta you you gotta hold their hands, and they're easier. I mean, they're eager to really eat that shit up. So no one ever thought for a second. You know, none of these dumbasses looked at this message and was like, "Wait a minute, that's not WhatsApp. That's not a picture that." Hunter Biden would use as his avatar a picture that he he wouldn't go into the future and grab a picture of himself for uh, you know three years later no five years later what am I talking about and then go back in time to make a message to some rando Chinese flag person that doesn't exist or let's see that when surely that was not how the text or contact was kept and one purports to be a screenshot with the uh, someone composing a text that has three dots so it was supposed to be I guess they were trying to give some authenticity to this uh, very poorly composed um, fraudulent message 
and they made it like they got it in the middle of somebody responding, you know, with the three dots, but that's not what happens on WhatsApp. So they didn't, you know, do their research. They were like, yeah, just put some messages here, messages that in. Who needs who needs to be authentic? These suckers are born every minute. Trump and Z's are living proof. So why do we have to even try? Don't that's kind of the Republican way. Don't try too hard. You don't have to try that hard. Right? All right. Well, that's it for now, guys. Hunter Biden's lawyer says, in short, the images you circulated are complete fakes. Well, that's why Republicans read it into the congressional record. And the corporate media said nothing about it. Didn't point it out. Just kept repeating it and repeating it. All right, listen up, guys. We will win. Thank you for hanging out. Check out APS Radio News if you can. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Keep this show going and growing. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you soon. All right. All right. That's the end of the show, guys. Thank you for hanging out. What's going on in this chat room? What, what? What needs to be told to Randy Rhodes, etc.? Me? My, Jim, Matt, Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Errol Thomas by Showahan. Who, who here thinks Matt Getz looks like Eric Trump? I think he's getting more wolfy looking by the day, really. He's really looking very wolfy and demonic kind of don't you think like his brows are getting more wolf-like all right listen listen yeah i gotta go it's been great hanging actually i forgot to mention earlier shit tom hartman's gonna be on the show on wednesday discussing his book his latest book and his series, the hidden history series, the hidden history of American democracy. Okay. I found this on the web for set a hidden history series, the hidden history of American democracy. How dare, how dare you Siri? Did you hear that? She just popped right in. I didn't even ask for her. So yeah, so Wednesday night, it's going to be good. So we'll definitely have a show on Wednesday because Tom Hartman will be here on this little old Tarabuster. I wonder if he'll if he'll see Booty. I wonder if Booty will come out. Little Bootyka. And uh, I wonder if she'll come out and greet him. Yeah, this is the only show where kittens and cats are flying around. Yes, he does look demon- demonic. Matt gets. Junior got scared for a minute. He's been sleeping the whole show. Just want to make sure he's still okay. Oh, he's still with us. How you doing, honey? All right, good. 
All right, guys, listen. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thank you for your super chats, Jim and Mark. Thank you for your support, your patronage at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Thank you for your PayPal donations and everything like that. You keep the show going and growing. You keep me also less depressed about things. And that means a lot. And we will get back together again on Wednesday for sure for a great conversation with Tom Harmon about the hidden history of American democracy. And I hope, uh, hopefully, I don't know. I was going to say he can talk me off the ledge, but I think he's kind of (laughs) with me on the ledge at this point. So we'll have to talk each other off the ledge. And thank you guys for hanging out. And, oops, wait, wait, wait. I love you all. Oh, yeah, follow me on threads, I guess. My name, I wish it was different. My name, I, well, I got to set up the Tarabuster show on threads. But my personal account is Taradactyl at threads, just like the Instagram. But anyway, whatever. I'm sick of Twitter. I'm glad it's going to be, uh, I'm glad it's dying. And uh, it couldn't have happened to a nicer right-wing waste of human DNA billionaire parasite. All right, listen up. I will see you. Thank you for hanging out. See you on Wednesday night.